Hi. Hi. Ooh, it's been a while. Mother's Day. Mother's Day was the no 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 we did sorry May thirty first was the last the night before your you went in for surgery yep okay that was a while that was almost a month ago or about a month ago I apologize everybody that we have not um, been on yeah we uh I don't even know where to start or what to say um. Well, we did say that we would probably take a break. We just didn't expect it to be this long of a break, I guess. Yep. So, um, I mean, and there's so much going on in the world right now that we could talk about, but I think we just wanted to, like, update everybody. This is the first time that you and I have ever come, like, okay, so we've known each other for 24 years. Yep. Been married for, next month will be 12 years. One, two. And we've never, this was a first for us. We've never been through anything like this particular incident ever before. (laughs) I thought my appendix was bad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, so I'll lead off and I'll let you tell the rest because your perspective of the whole thing and I'll just jump in here and there, um, so, June 1st, we leave this house about, what, 5-something in the morning? Yeah. Um, I'm in a pretty good mood. You know, I, I have myself, you know, mentally ready for the surgery. Everything goes well, you know, as far as, you know, we get there, get checked in. So, hang on, let's stop real quick. So, just so everybody knows, Troy was going in for surgery. He has um, a tumor on his pituitary gland and the pituitary gland um sits like on its part like on our brain and it's what produces in men and women produces all of our hormones yep and so this tumor that we have we found many years ago um has been causing the your pituitary gland to not work correctly so it's not producing certain hormones yep and if it gets too big, um, there could be even more complications. Like one of them would be um, eventually hitting the optic nerve, which is right there, and um, you losing your vision, and like there's many things. Um, so <clears throat> I finally had you talked into surgery to get it removed. Yep. And that's what you were going in for that morning. Yep, June I was 1st. going in to have the uh, tumor removed. Which is considered neurosurgery, like brain surgery. Yep. Yep. So, you know, they they go through your nose, they take a laser, they swipe up as much as they can, mm-hmm. um, and you just go from there, you know. Yep. Um, so, yep, had myself psyched up, ready to go. They come and get me at 7.30 the way they're supposed to. They wheel me into the room, um, chit-chat with, you know... Everyone in there for a couple minutes. Everyone seemed to be in a good space. And then it hit the fan. Well, you don't know that it hit the fan. Very true. I didn't <laughs> I didn't I didn't I didn't I didn't I didn't have my bearings straight until Wednesday sometime, so Do you remember like now a month later, do you remember okay, so you remember being wheeled into surgery? I remember being wheeled into surgery, them taking me off the bed, 
and putting me onto the surgical table. Yep, surgical table. I remember the room. Room was, you know, super clean. They had um, a monitor over me that had um, a 3D picture of my actual face. Um, where the pituitary gland sat, and I can't remember what the bottom two screens were. I think that was for like the doctors with their with their cameras on their head, so people can see stuff. Sure. They were they were cleaning all the you know they were getting all the surgical tools out and everything, and they were getting okay. they were getting dressed. Okay, uh, so then you go to sleep. Yep. And what is right now? What is the next thing you remember? I remember waking up, being strapped to the bed. Um. Not knowing what was going on, not knowing, like, I didn't have a concept of, like, what time it was. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what day it was. Mm -hmm. I just know when I woke up, I was strapped to the bed. Was I there? No. Okay. Um, I remember... A male nurse and a female nurse. I don't know if they were doctors. I, I just they're yeah. they're trying to calm me down. Um, I in my head I was trying to get myself out, like move, like myself out the bed, mm-hmm. and that's when I found out my hands were mm-hmm. were uh, strapped down. Okay. Okay. So I'll rewind for everybody. So um, <clears throat> they wheel Troy away at seven thirty, like pretty much on the minute. And send me down to the family waiting waiting area for the surgeries. And I get down there. They had told me when I get down there, there's going to be a person that runs like the, the area at the desk. And I need to go and get um, a pager. Um, everybody who's everybody who goes through surgery, their, their loved ones gets a pager um, that follows through like the whole surgical process. And so... Um, I got down there and that nobody was there. The person got there late that day. And this is all obviously coming, like this is, we're in the middle of the COVID crisis or whatever too. So things are different. Yeah. And so, um, but finally somebody like mans the desk and I got the pager for you. Um, I would say probably at about 20 after eight, so eight 20, I'd say. And then I sat down in this recliner chair, put my headphones in, and I dozed off. And next thing I know, I'm being woken up by that guy at the, that's there and your neurosurgeon that's supposed to be working on you at the, at the time. So it was just, it was 8:45, I remember. Um, and they're putting they're sending us to a room so that the neurosurgeon can talk to me in private. So now I'm freaking out, like. Okay, first of all, why is a neurosurgeon here talking to me instead of working on you? Why do I have to go into a private room to talk to him? Like, what what the fuck is going on? So, <clears throat> he t- pulls me in and he just says that there was complications when they put you, when they gave you the anesthesia. And that, pretty much, that you had an asthma attack. And they were trying to wait to see if you, if they could get you stabilized to continue and go on with the surgery. Um, that that was not able to happen and so you were not getting the surgery done that day and that was what I would that was like the, all the information I was given so I was kind of freaked out but at the same time like I was told okay it's it's an asthma attack like you've had asthma attacks right. or whatever um I was kind of like I didn't really understand why you couldn't like 
I didn't understand. Like, it seemed like they had gotten you, finally gotten you stabilized. So if they have you stabilized and you're fine, then why wouldn't they do the surgery kind of a thing? But, um, so anyways, I go back. I'm still, you know, I'm waiting until, like, they end up taking you to recovery or whatever, which ends up being a couple more hours. <clears throat> and I'm thinking, well, what what's going on? And so finally I see that you're in the ICU recovery, recovery stuff or whatever. And so the guy at the desk says, oh, okay, so your husband is, 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 you know, out of surgery and recovery. You can go up there and writes the room number down and sends me up to this, to the ICU. Now, I knew that there was, that you would probably, that you would be going to the ICU had you had the neurosurgery, yep. the tumor removed, because that was part of the, the process. But if you didn't have the surgery, then why were you going to intensive care? I have no clue. So anyways, I'm just like, okay, well, maybe it still is that, you know, he still has to go there. I don't know. So I get up there, and I'm trying to find the room, and I saw the anesthesiologist that we met with prior to you going to surgery um, kind of looks at me and kind of like, I don't know, it was weird. Like, he didn't want to approach me. And I'm being looked at by a couple different people, like, what am I doing up there? And I find your room, and I go to walk in, and I see you hooked up to a ventilator, and some other, a whole bunch of other stuff. And there was a pro, there was about, I would say, close to 10 between doctors and nurses around your bed working on you. And so there was a nursing supervisor outside of the room and asked me, um, kind of asked me, like, who I was or whatever. And I said, well, you know, this is, like, you're my husband, and I was sent up there or whatever. And he had told me that, that they weren't ready for me and I needed to go back to the waiting area, waiting area. <clears throat> so I just didn't want to get in anybody's way. And, but that, at that point it was like, holy shit. My husband didn't just obviously have an asthma to like something's wrong. Um, and so I remember just being, okay, I didn't want to get in the way, but I was so freaked out, whatever. And I went to go back to go down to the waiting area, kind of just lost. And again, because of Corona, I like your parents weren't there, your brothers weren't there. Like, no, I couldn't have anybody there. So it was just me. That was it. And um, I remember going, I had to go back to the elevators and right there outside of intensive care, um, there's this little seating area by the elevator. And I just sat down and just lost it. Like that was just my first, I was just like, oh my God. And I was trying to type up a message like after I got my bearings trying to type up a message to to our family mm -hmm. um they were my first priority was family and so um that nursing supervisor came and found me it was really it was really weird it was but it, it was like he knew I was out there I was I don't know it was weird came and found me and sat down and said all right honey what what questions do you have what you know what can I can what can we talk about and I said what questions do I have? Like, I was told that my husband had an asthma attack, and then this is what I find. And he's like, oh, yeah, okay, well, here, let me explain everything to you. So I was, at that point is when I was explained that when they put you under anesthesia for the operation, your bronchial tubes um, started spasming and went out, and your lungs decided just to, to stop working. Um... He started telling me a bunch of different stats or whatever, like your O2 levels, like, were down to uh, 
and like all this other stuff at that point I didn't know exactly what, what you know what all of that meant or whatever um but I took the information I made sure that like every single time that I heard something I was relaying the information to our family chat group and so your brother Charles knows exactly what all of this is and whatever um but anyway so I had to go down and continue to wait so I did find out later that at that point that I saw you, they had brought you up to the room, you, something had happened where they could not get you stabilized. And so, and I know that the, the, the one nurse had said that you also were trying to even, they couldn't get your lungs stabilized. At the same time, you were trying to fight your way through um, the sedation and um like it was it was craziness and so um yeah I was I was you know I kept our family updated I kept um your jobs your job both at school and football updated and um my cousin was wanting to know exactly what was going on and so I was letting her know what was going on she stopped everything and came up to the hospital and she didn't care that she couldn't get into the hospital. She just said, I don't care. I'm just going to be here even if I have to wait in my car. And um, ended up eventually taking me to get something to eat. But I was wait. I was in there <clears throat> later on that day with you. And all of a sudden, I look up. And, and they never explained to me that, that, they would that you would come in and out of sedation. And that there was a reason for that. Mm -hmm. So I just thought that you were going to be sleeping the whole time, you know, whatever. And all of a sudden, I look up and your hand is moving. And the nurse, like, covers your hand back up. And I remember you whis wisping the, because your hands are tied to the bed. But moving the, the blanket away so that you could give me this, this wrestling hand sign that you do. <laughs> and I was in shock. I was like, oh my God, he's giving me this signal or whatever. And... um. That was the first time that you communicated with me. And then, of course, they have to put you back out again because you being on the ventilator, they can't, you, like, you could, it's not, it's not possible to, like, be awake, fully awake on a ventilator. Mm -hmm. Um, so, yeah, there was time, like, you would wait, you'd come to for just a little couple, like, a minute or so every, like, during the day, they say they have to do it, like, once every hour, and then overnight it's every four hours or whatever, but, um... Um, it's, it's interesting because back at that point you had remembered like coming in and out of sedation, whereas now we talk about what had happened and you like, you don't have that, you don't have all the memories that you did right at first. So the days blurred, um, mm -hmm. to me at first it felt like just one long day. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't know it was like yep. three days. Yeah. Yep. Um, I remember coming to one time you weren't there, so it must have happened in the middle of the night. Um, so this was that's funny that you say, okay. So I remember, I don't if it was the first or second, it must have been the first night, first, second night, I don't remember. This is the crazy thing is the hospital, and you have to remember too, I was at the, a different hospital just two weeks prior with our daughter who had just given birth to our grandson. Yep. And so the differences between these two hospitals was drastic. And I get it could be because it's birthing as opposed to something else. But um, at this particular hospital that you were at, I could sit with you all day long 
but I couldn't stay in the night. Which, I, like, I cannot understand that. Um, in this hospital, I could never take my mask off um, in the room or whatever. Um, I was not allowed to eat or drink anything, even in your room. Um, couldn't use my bathroom. Couldn't use your bathroom. Um, and this is all because of this virus. And But and none of it makes sense. And do you know that I remember, like, they... they uh, they t- like ask you questions or whatever, screen you for corona stuff when you walk in the door. But it wasn't until the last day of me walking in there did they ever ask who I was or who I was going to visit. Yep. So there's no monitoring who was seeing who or whatever. So that was frustrating. But um, I remember telling you I was waiting to I was waiting for you to come to one more time so I could say goodbye to let you know that I had to leave for the night. I don't want you to go. And. You started like shaking your head no. And I said, honey, I said, I have to go. I can't stay. And all of a sudden, I just see that there's tears running down your, your face. And I said, and you started to kind of freak out a little bit. And I said, okay, okay, I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay a little bit longer or whatever. And you shook your head yes a little bit. And like you calmed down. And then you went like back out, back into sedation or whatever. And then, um, I just remember I eventually ended up telling you about 10 minutes later. I said, okay, I'm just going to, I'm, I'll, I'm, I'll be right. I'll be back in just a little bit. I'm whatever. And but you were sedated or whatever. But my, I know one of my fears was you waking up in the middle. So either they would pause your sedate, your medicine to have you come to, or the medicine would run out. And my biggest fear was that the medicine was going to run out and I wasn't going to be there and the nurses were going to be with a different patient and you were going to come too so much that you were going to freak out with this ventilator on. And my fear happened. You woke up or it ran out and nobody was there. No. Um, when I when I woke up, there were a couple nurses when I came to one time, there was a couple nurses in there, and I remember the lights were on. Mm-hmm. So, like, for some reason, every time I woke up, there was lights on. So oh, yeah. that's why every kind of everything kind of blended in. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the times where I was trying to write something. Um, so that was like a whole other day later. <laughs> so, I'm saying, like, yeah. I was trying. I don't know how I got to the. I think I was moving my hand in a writing mm-hmm. gesture, mm-hmm. and. The one I remember is the one guy doctor is like, get him a dry erase board and let's just see, you know. Yep. And my head was saying, write this, yep. but my hand couldn't pick up what my head was saying fast enough. So yep. I would write one letter yep. and then I couldn't get nothing else out. Yep. Um, you would get frustrated too. Yep. Because we would try to guess what you were writing and then you'd get frustrated and <laughs> start shaking your head. No. Um, I think the one time, I think you might have picked up that I was saying I was gagging or I think that's something. The nurse did, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um. You were thirsty. We got you thirsty. Um, they brushed my teeth. Yeah. Um. They had your teeth so shiny white. <laughs> I tried to tell you that. And then when you got home, you were like, my teeth are so white. He <laughs> said, yeah, I've been telling you that. <laughs> um. It was just... I didn't know what was going on. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't know why I was. I, I, I didn't know if this was part of the surgery. Why there? Why this was going on? I just knew there was like. 
a lot. There was a lot of movement. Everybody yeah. could have been walking turtle speed, but to me, everything was just moving so yeah. fast. Yeah. Um, well, I personally didn't want to tell you exactly what was going on until you were off of the ventilator because I didn't want to upset you more. And then the last morning when you were still on the ventilator, the doctors were telling you, and you got, like, I knew you got mad. I you were sp- very frustrated. I just remember upset. one doctor standing by the foot of my bed, mm-hmm. one standing next, and they pretty much told me, you know, you didn't have the surgery. The, the surgery wasn't successful. You didn't have the surgery. And I remember my eyes getting very big. Yep. And like looking through the doctor, like I've gone th- in in my head. This is like I said. I've gone through all this, and there's no surgery. Mm-hmm. Um. And there's a lot more on the back end of that too. That you know, the doctors and stuff like that arguing about stuff and whatever, but. We don't, we don't have to tell that part of the story. But, yeah, so um, I just remember you eventually were th- three days in, you were taken off of the ventilator. That was probably one of the hardest things I've ever had to watch. And a part of me, like, didn't want to watch because I thought, you know, okay, it'll be easier. But then a part of me was like, okay, I have to try to help. Um, that was hard. That was so hard. And then... Um, you were, you were, you had all this energy and like you were still on these sedation drugs and you were being so goofy and whatever. Those sedation drugs didn't wear off until maybe Thursday. Because <laughs> now that I think about it, yeah, I don't know how I walked around that hospital for six minutes. Because that was... Because I think you had adrenaline in you because you were thinking, if I don't do this, I can't go home. So this is what scared me. I didn't realize the damage. Like, we knew that your lungs were damaged, okay? And I got pneumonia. Yep, and you had pneumonia on top of everything. So, yeah, yeah, you had um, asphyxiated or vomited into your lungs, and that ended up giving you pneumonia. Um, So you had to fight that off on top of everything else. But I just remember that you went to get up. So the day that they were going to say, oh, they were said, okay, you're doing, you know, you're doing really good. I think we're going to let you go home today or whatever. I remember for the first time you were going to get up and use the bathroom and put your undies on. Okay. And I just remember that you went to go stand up and all of a sudden your body threw you into like an asthma attack. Like you could not breathe and like you fell back on the bed. And I was like oh my god, this is, like, I knew things were bad, but this is way worse than I ever thought that it was going to be. It was like one shock after another, after another, after another. And so they were like, oh, so, you know, they rushed, they got, you know, back, you got, they got you on your oxygen, you know, whatever. Um, they were doing so they wanted to get you on some other machines, whatever, but... Um, that's when they said, yeah, you're not going anywhere. You'll, you're going to leave ICU. You can go into general care, but you're not leaving the hospital. And I just remember you were so, so upset. And I had asked, you know, well, okay, so what would be the reason? Well, like, I know that he, he, you know, he having a hard time breathing or whatever, but what would be the difference of being here is going home or whatever? And so I had asked, well, could he, could you possibly come home with oxygen? And so that's when they decided, well... And they're well, like, hmm, that's a pretty good... You know what? Yep. 
let's let's weird try to me, that. Like, why wouldn't you have thought about that though? But yeah, you had to pass. You had to pass a couple tests, and the one was yeah, walking around the hospital for six minutes on your on your oxygen, and so I think that the reason the reason why you were so you were determined to pass it because you wanted to go home. You didn't want to stay in the hospital anymore. I just remember walking past a couple of rooms, um, seeing how miserable there are people. Like I remember, and you didn't see this one. There was a guy who had he had just had surgery on his, it must be on his leg, mm-hmm. and he had all these screws like shooting out of his legs, mm-hmm. and I was just like I was terrified. Like mm-hmm. first of all, I don't like being in hospitals. I walked past one room, and there was this bigger black guy laying aside, and he just looked miserable. I was like, I got to get out of here. So um, I did the walk. So let's rewind. They get all the stuff off of me. I'm sitting in the bed, joking around with you. We got some of it filmed. And, like, there's a thousand things going through my head. And for some reason, one of them was, I need you to text handles for me. Remember that? Yep. Now, kind of crazy about a couple things. That's my guy, you know. um. Well, hey, first of all, can can, let me can I want to go back a little bit to rewind this. So the morning, so this is the third morning. You were still in really, really rough shape. You were still on the ventilator. I had just gotten back to the hide. I got back to the hospital that morning. I'd probably been there for about an hour, and. One of our friends reached out to me to see how how we're how things were going, and I said, "Well, it's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a long road." And I took a picture sitting because I was sitting next to you, sitting next to your bed with you. Took a, took a picture and sent it to her. Um, you were you know obviously hooked up to everything. You're on your ventilator and everything. And she messaged me back saying, "Oh my God, like." I think, like, everybody knew, okay, so I had, I sent a, I put a post updating everybody on Facebook after I knew that you weren't getting the surgery and you had had a quote-unquote asthma attack. Then I didn't update, like, the general public until later that day just saying that it was worse than what we thought, but you're going to be okay, blah, 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 I didn't go into details. So that was all, like, she had known. And... At that point, things were still really, really rough. And she said, oh, my God, Jenny, like, I'm literally in tears. I've no- I didn't know it was the- like this. Like, oh, my gosh, what can I do? Whatever. And I, well, there's, you know, there's nothing you can do. And she said, she asked me my permission if she could start a prayer chain. And, of course, you can start a prayer chain, you know. Um, you don't have to ask me that or whatever. And literally, as soon as she had asked that, is when everything started turning around. It was like you were starting to come to and you were trying to communicate. And like it was like boom, like one thing after another, after another, after another in the positive direction. Whereas everything before that never went in, like it was going in such, in such a downward spiral for the last, for the first couple of days, you know? And so... Um, literally within a couple of hours of her, of messaging me and doing all this is when you, they were then taken off of the ventilator and stuff like that. And so like, I don't think she knows and I, I probably need to message her and talk to her more about it now that things have settled down. But I literally 
have never realized. Like, I know that, I know that the power of prayer can do a lot, but oh my God, that was crazy. I made Troy cry. And I want everybody to know, too, that this is the same hospital that my mom, um, um, that my mom was sick at. And so, this was really, really hard for me. Um. I just remember telling Ange, you know what? I can't, I can't lose him, too. (laughs) I cannot lose you, too. I just remember. I remember walking in the door. Hunter looks so scared. Mm-hmm. I had the kids prepared, though. The um, first couple days were rough for me. Um, literally, from our bed to the bathroom is five steps. And I would get to the bathroom and there was a couple times where I couldn't, and I'm not trying to be gross, I couldn't get off the toilet because I couldn't stand up. Um, I had to use the counter to stand up and then when I stood up, I was completely winded. I did. Um, there's a couple times I like walked around the bed, and I had to lean on the dresser. Um, every time. Um. It was rough. I didn't leave the room until what Sunday, Monday. Sunday, yep. Um. And I kind of had to will my, I I just, I kind of had to will myself to try to walk into the living room. Um, And it was a very slow, slow walk. You know, something that takes you five seconds usually took me about almost five minutes. Mm. Yes, Um, very, very slow. Um... I just know that I don't I'm I'm so thankful for you. I couldn't imagine what you were going through with all that. And then having to help me with everything that I had to go through for a couple weeks because stuff was hard. There is no way I can repay you for that. 
you don't repay me, honey. Like the this you're my husband. This is what this is what we're here for. I've never been that vulnerable, I would say, where mm-hmm. like I couldn't I couldn't do anything, you know. I could have I could have beat you down. You could have. And you wouldn't have been able to do nothing back to me. I could have like beat you with letting all these wrestling moves and <laughs> I could have won. <laughs> For the first time in my life. There was a few nights I was afraid to go back to sleep. Yeah, I remember you saying that to me. Um and it's hard for me because you have a hard time admitting, like, when you need help with stuff, stuff like this. And that drives me nuts. Like, there's certain, like, little things. Like, if you get a, if you, if you cough or get a bug in your eye and I don't ask if you're okay, you're like, oh, yep, I'm fine. But if you can't breathe, you don't want to tell me anything. You know what? It, what, it wasn't that I couldn't breathe. I was just afraid to go to sleep. Yeah. Um... Eventually, my body said, take your ass to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, and I at rest. That's, I think you ended up going to work that day, and Kayla came in here and took the picture of me sleeping. Because mm-hmm. um, I had the kids helping me. Yep. Oh, my God. The kids were such a huge help. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. yep. Even coming in here and just peeking on me, seeing if I'm okay, you know. Constantly. Yep, come in the room, just talk to me for a few minutes, act, you know. I will say, like, okay, so I've never been through anything like this. And I was, um, you know, I have some of my clients on my Facebook. And so, of course, everybody's asking me, like, what happened, what's going on. And I cannot imagine, I cannot even begin to imagine, like, what you went through on your end waking up and being on a ventilator and not knowing what's going on and, like, the fear of all that. And so I could only, you know, what I can only think about, like, what you went through. And I have a client who went through um, not, not the same kind of, like, scenario or whatever, but she woke up on a ventilator last year. And I remember I was, you know, I was working on her and we were talking and she just started crying and she says, Jenny... I know exactly what your husband is talking about and what he went through and nobody knows nobody knows until they've been through it and it's the the most horrible most scariest thing ever in life and that really opened my eyes to like to what to what you've gone through what you've been going through and um you know like so now I worry about you know, going into, um, so yeah, you're, you started being able to do a little bit more. Your body was starting to cooperate. You got rid of the, um, pneumonia, um, starting to be able to do a little bit more, you know, you're doing really good, you know, you're pushing it, whatever. And, but then the mental stuff starts starting to set in and, and I'm worried about, you know, her and I were talking about like, kind of like the PTSD of it all. And then being, going stir crazy because you can't leave the house because of all the coronavirus stuff that's going on. Like, this wasn't just a normal situation. We have this pandemic that we're in the middle of as well. And you can't, like, you're so at, you know, at danger for that. And so, and then now, like, we still have to figure out the damage. We still don't know why this happened. We still don't know the damage of your lungs. We still don't know anything, and you still have this tumor that still needs to be addressed, you know? 
like, not only are we back at square one, but we're, like... Negative. Negative. <laughs> because now we have all these other things to think of. And then I think about what happens when you get to the point of going back in. Like, the PTSD of that is going to be insane, you know? And so, I don't know how we're going to get through all of this. It's crazy. Um, I think if we have answers, that might help. But there's just no answers right now. I know. It, it makes it makes me and made me appreciate the small things. Like, sitting in my recliner, looking out the window, watching, you know, the young kids play in the neighborhood and listening to the birds chirp. And, yep. you know. Yep. All that, you know, was so eye-opening and you know listen to my kids laugh and you know and listen to my grandson you know even if he's crying or you know my daughter talking to her you know her newly born son oh you know I paid very close attention to all that stuff because you know talking to my older brother you know he he was very blunt he's like you pretty much touched the other side you know yeah you know with your with your oxygen being so low um well, and they literally, like, worked on you for hours. It, it took hours to get you stable. It was, a, it was a long time. And then when they thought they had you stable up in the ICU, then you weren't stable again. It was, there were some really, really scary times. <clears throat> so, yeah, you know, um... But I, I, I knew this was going to be, and it still is, a long road to recovery. And I knew the best thing for me to do was to follow my wife's lead, you know, follow what my doctor says. Yeah, I got a little, a little antsy and irritable because, you know, I went from having to stay in the house during the pandemic to really having to stay in the house because of the what happened during surgery um and it was like it was back to back um i appreciated small stuff like you know you, you took me for a drive around you know the dells baraboo area mm -hmm. um just just all that stuff and yeah so that's the thing too is that okay so you you were not allowed to go anywhere not even like you, well first of all you couldn't even wear a mask because you couldn't breathe so you were not able to go anywhere um, nobody could, nobody outside of our house could come and see you. Mm -hmm. Um, like I literally, when you were able to actually walk to go to the car is when I was able to take you on a drive, but like, that was it. Yep. Didn't get out the car. That was it. You couldn't, like you weren't allowed to. Uh, very, very, like you're so like, because the danger of you if you were to get the coronavirus during the, this, like you would have, you would have passed away. Is pretty much what they said. Um, <clears throat> I remember having my my brother, my nephews, because I guess my nephews <clears throat> were like hell bent on seeing me after they heard what happened. Like my older brother tried to keep them home. He said they weren't having it. They wanted to see their uncle. Um, and I still wouldn't let him come over for a while, though. Yep, and then my it took a couple weeks. And my dad, um, and you know, talked to my brother. You know, 
my dad had gone through a little, you know, with my mom having her surgery to get her stents in for her heart, and then this happened to me. It took it took a little toll on him, and I guess he was super worried, and, you know... Um, well, and I can't imagine from their point of view, too, is that they weren't allowed to come up to the hospital. Um, my younger brother... Um, was worried. He was very worried, um... He sent me a message that, you know, letting me know that he's thinking about me and, you know, and that he was here with me. Um, but, like, some of the calls and text messages and I still get emotional thinking about it. Um, the outpouring of love and support, um, I... I it's it was it's overwhelming it's um i don't i can't really put it into words you know there were some people who i rarely talked to on the phone who 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 called me um cuz they were friends that we haven't been close to in a long time like made sure that they were here every step of the way yep um like I said, there are some friends who I just mainly text message, mm-hmm. and to get a call from a couple of them. Um, mm-hmm. It really made your day. I know that it did, um, and I can't I can't thank them enough. You know the the staff from the school, um, from 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 the principal, the secretaries. You know to all the teachers and everyone it was and then you have all the coaches that you coach with yep your players students yeah i mean i like i knew that i know that you make an impact in the community and that you have a lot of people that care about you and love you and whatever I never knew the extent of it until this happened. And I've, I've, like, my emotions were insane. And, like, I cannot, I, I still cannot believe, like, the tremendous amount of love and support that you, myself, and our, our entire family had the whole, the whole way. It, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, and I thank everybody for that. Yeah. Like, if I could thank each person personally, you I, probably will one day. You know, it, like I said, it was just, it was the small stuff, like you know, hey, thinking about you, you know, or you know, some of the messages I got from you know the pro wrestlers, you know, who who I'm cool with that took time out of their day, mm-hmm. and that was for anybody anybody who took a a couple seconds out of their day just to say, hey, you know what, we're with you, you know, let me know if you need anything. That stuff means so much to me. Um, And I have a hard time, you know, asking people for help, you know, and everybody wanted to help. Yep. Um, I should have taken more people up on their offers for dinners. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. I remember 
I, I had to push myself to eat, you know, because I, I, you know, eating pudding. When you were still on your sedation meds, you were so mad because you wanted regular food in the hospital. That particular hospital, the food has to be all healthy. Oh, that fish was so nasty. You were so mad, and so you told the nurse, just bring me a bunch of pudding cups. (laughs) (laughs) Pudding and jello. Yep. So then they thought they were slick, and they're like, well, we're not going to let you eat after a certain time on Wednesday because you might do your surgery. I said, I'm not doing my surgery, so you might as well just keep bringing me my pudding and my jello. Um, the nurses were off the chain there who helped take care of me. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, they, they, they did a lot, you know, I was probably a handful to, no, you weren't. (sighs) So, yeah. (laughs) And then, you know, Father's Day was just, it was, uh, extra emotional and extra special because of what had happened. Um, yeah, it, I'm not going to... What took a mental toll on me was not knowing, you know, where each day was, you know. Like I said, I did this. You're like, well, you did that the other day, you know, mm-hmm. when I was in the hospital, you know, when I was sedated. Yeah. So that, that kind of played with me and it might be a, a male ego thing you know I just felt some of my my manhood was taken from me during that you know um because I had no it was a, one of the first times I was in no it not in control of anything you know like I yeah. I couldn't do anything you know um you're kind of a control freak about stuff it's not even being a control freak <laughs> but you are you had a hard time having to wear your accident everywhere that you said to me just like a week or two ago that you felt like I felt less than yeah because of that and like that breaks my heart because I've never been in that situation before right. like um and what do I tell you I'd much rather have you like that or like mm-hmm. on action or whatever than to not have you here at all yep. and I think that you, that you had to have that reminder more than a couple times so you know it was <laughs> You know, there's a couple times where, you know, I was just pretty much secluded to the room. And mm-hmm. um, I, remember, yeah. I remember one time, you know, Kayla, our daughter, had to go to the bathroom super bad. And she didn't want to ask me, you know, because I was like, no, no, give me my grandson. Uh-huh. And I just remember reclining back in the chair with him. And that was the first time you were able to hold him. I think it was like a week and a half after you come home. Yep. Um, I remember... It was about a week and a half after your home before, like, I finally, like, I took you downstairs, and you finally, like, you stayed downstairs and watched TV for a while or whatever, just, like, because your, like, your scenery of just being in the room was driving you crazy, but you were able to have enough energy to walk downstairs, like, it was hard, like, the first week was really scary because you... What, I don't even know if it was energy. You just you couldn't breathe. Well, was very, even with three liters of oxygen pumping constantly, you just couldn't breathe. I was very weak. Like, yeah, yeah. It, you know, when your body goes into that type of shock, you know, it takes a lot more than you think it does. You know, mm-hmm. um, 
I remember we went for a walk. You know, I had my oxygen on it, and my legs felt like jello just walking, mm-hmm. not even a full block, you know. Yeah. Um, but it was that type of stuff like, hey, you know what? I'm able to walk up and down the street with my wife. I, I'm not going to complain. You know, my legs felt like shit, but it was it was that small stuff. Um, that was just like last week. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, that was... And like I say, you know, anytime someone asks me how I'm doing, I just tell them day by day and step by step, you know. Mm-hmm. Because that's what I have to do. You know, I can't... And I pushed myself a couple times. There was one day where I was like, oh, okay, I'm feeling good. And, you know, I would go downstairs, do something. Then Kayla would need me, so I'd zip up the steps. And, you know, I did that for, you know, a couple hours. And then I was completely spent. Yeah. Like, I had to sit down and use my oxygen. Like, So I, I've had to learn how to s- slow myself down and pace myself. At that point, I kind of like, like, I like that point. You could do things, but then you needed to take your breaks and stuff like that. <laughs> See, there, I, gotta, I always got to look at the good in things. You, you got to look at the angle that's going to help you out. Ah, uh, yeah. Like, okay, he's doing good enough, so, so I'm going to let him barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted a barbecue. I did. I, I wanted a barbecue. Yep, I um, came home and you were trying to barbecue. Crazy. You know what's crazy? I find myself like and like sweating profusely now because my body has to use a little bit more energy. Yep. So like today was the first day I've ever worked. Like I I worked. I didn't really work out. You know, I stretched. I walked mm-hmm. on a treadmill. Um, I uh, used a medicine ball and I used some resistant bands, mm-hmm. and I was pouring with yeah. sweat. Um, yeah. And it's going to probably be like that for a while because realistically, I haven't done anything, anything, you know, since mm-hmm. the pandemic started, you well, know. we were walking. Yeah. But that's another thing, too, is to look into is because, you know, before surgery, we also found out that there something had, like, we have to, we have to watch your heart as well. So that's another thing. And that's what I thought was the issue when... You had this, yeah. Nope, it wasn't. It was just your lungs. Because I remember that's one of the questions I asked you. Yeah. Like. It's in my heart, yeah. It, and you're like, no, it's not. So, well, you, these last couple of weeks have been like a total like night and day change. You've been doing beyond amazing. And I know that you've been working really hard because... I would say for the first couple of weeks, I was like, okay, you know what, this is going to be, this is going to be a long, like, people would ask me constantly, I'm like, you know what, this is going to be a long road, he's going to make it, but it's going to be a long road, and now these last couple, like, like, week or two, you're, it's night and day difference, like, I still know that there's still going to be a road, but it's not looking as long to me at all, because you've done such a drastic change. Well, that's because I got someone like you in my corner. Really? Yeah. I didn't do no work though. You did it all. You didn't have to. You <laughs> did it all. <laughs> you being there every step of the way, you being encouraging, being my rock, being you. You know, mm-hmm. if I fall, you help me up. You know. Of course. Um. Like I said, there's 
there's not enough thank you love in the world where to let you know how much I appreciate everything you have done, you know, everything the kids have done, all the love and support that people have showed. Um, I know that, him. I know that, and the kids know that for sure. So, it's... Now I'm just... Now we just have to start looking, looking ahead and seeing where we go now. Yeah. So. You know. Um, yeah, as long as I'm just following what the doctors tell me to do and, you know, what my wife tells me to do and stuff like that. It's going to be okay, you know. Start trying trying you know and I've had to learn this on my own you know as you know I'm trying to eat a little different mm-hmm. um if I would have dove all in and just changed everything it wouldn't have lasted but two hours mm-hmm. so I'm learning to take stuff like a step by step even like with the workouts and stuff like that I, I can't fly in the stuff I have to okay. And I'm glad my brother's there to kind of pace me, you know, because he knows how I get to. So he's he has to slow me down sometimes. He thinks I'm trying to get too ramped up. And so, yeah, you know, that's what's been going on or went on. Why we haven't uh, been on the podcast, you know, and we can, I mean. And, and during all this, you know, the protest and all that stuff going on in downtown Madison, and that's a whole different story. But, yeah, all this stuff was, was going on, you know, while I was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the beginning of the protesting started, yeah, when you were, when you were on the ventilator. Yep. And normally we would have jumped on and we would have talked about all that. And we would have talked about, we would have done a tribute for Father's Day and all that, but we've been focusing on you and getting better. I appreciate you. I appreciate you, too. Thank you for sticking with me through all that hard stuff. Well, thank you for staying here on Earth and not leaving us. (laughs) I know. one of my. I know I laugh, but I'm dead serious. One of my friends says, we need you around here, dude. Yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, you know, guys, uh, like I said, be careful out there. I know they've lifted some things as far as, you know, opening places. It was weird, you know, going to the mall for the first time. I haven't been to the mall since. Oh, way before the pandemic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we had to stop by the mall quick to pick up something for me when I got the green light to, uh, Places. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you know, not gonna take too much of you guys this time. We can uh, go into different stories some other time, but uh, I just want to thank everyone um, for the support. And like I said, it's, it's gonna be a little uphill climb, but I'm 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 looking forward to some of this stuff. So. Me too. So. Um, Until next time, you have any parting words? Parting words.
No, I just want everybody to stay safe and try to look at the love that you can add to the world instead of the hate. I couldn't have said it no better. Yeah. Yep. So hug one another, love one another, you know, give people encouraging words because that can go a long ways with someone. Yep. So until next time. All right. Peace. Peace.